If you're looking back, you're actually going to be stopping the forward movement of your current work and of your current task. Another way of putting this is, if you're driving, you're putting your car on the accelerator and the brake at the same time. And then you're wondering, why am I not going anywhere, Lauren? Humans do this all the time. <laughs> so humans look back all the time. I'll just give all of us a little quick moment to check in and to say, how have I been looking back? Holding on to the way we think things should be is a mighty fine way of looking back. <laughs> From Baltimore, Maryland, this is the Awake Yoga Meditation Podcast. Each week, we share a part of a teaching from Swami Nityananda, recorded live at an Awake Yoga Meditation event. Today, Swami Nityananda on how to move beyond likes, dislikes, and should-bes. To attend a live meditation or to join our free e-yogi community, please visit awakeyogameditation.org. as you listen, as you go forth, maintain contact with inner quiet. Allow yourself to directly feel and know and be this inner quiet for its own sake. So it's not a spiritual error to ask. If you have questions, ask. If you have preferences, ask. But then give the questions totally to the divine. Give the preferences totally to the divine. It's only if we do so that we are free. The Buddha says, if we go beyond likes and dislikes, all fetters fall away. So we're asking to go beyond likes and dislikes, to go beyond personalities, to remind ourselves what is true is the quiet from which all else arises. The quiet which is always present in the heart of everyone and everything. The quiet that underlies even the shimmering light and that divine dance of energy that is what we call adoration. So the scripture for today comes from Luke and this is chapter 9, verse 62. You will have heard this teaching before. It's an interesting one to contemplate in the context of inner quiet and in the context of adoring. Short and sweet. Jesus replied, No one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. So, good to remember always. <laughs> This is a way of saying what we were meditating on in the Buddha's words, move beyond likes and dislikes and you're free. Move beyond preferences and you're free. So Jesus is saying when you put your hand to the plow and you look back, you take yourself out of being helpful right where you are. And you also take yourself out, you catapult yourself out of the inner quiet. And so let's play with this and have a little bit of fun with this. 
Let's update it. So most of you have probably seen a rototiller, right? So a mechanized garden tool. It helps prepare the ground for planting. And a rototiller requires strength to operate it, and it requires focus. So just think about this for a second. Jesus is saying, when you put your hand to the rototiller, if you look back, you're taking yourself out. Some of the translations actually say you're taking yourself out of the kingdom of heaven. And so if you just think about this very practically, if you put your hands on this rototiller, the rototiller is going to be moving forward. It has a forward pull. It has a forward momentum. So if you're looking back, you're actually going to be stopping the forward movement of your current work and of your current task. Another way of putting this is if you're driving, you're putting your car on the accelerator and the brake at the same time. And then you're wondering, why am I not going anywhere, Lord? So the reason why this is a magnificent teaching is because humans do this all the time. So humans look back all the time. And so we know when we do this. And so I'll just give all of us a little quick moment to check in and to say, how have I been looking back? Holding on to the way we think things should be is a mighty fine way of looking back (laughs) that catapults us out of being of service to the kingdom of heaven. And this is also extremely practical. This catapults us out of creating the garden right where we are. So again, Jesus is saying you're here in the realm of time and space. There's a garden you're creating. Every one of us is creating a garden. Every one of us, even if it's not in earth. Every one of us is creating a garden. We're cultivating something. And if we're looking back, we're thinking about how things might have been or should have been or could have been or would have been or used to be. We're keeping ourselves away from the presence of the divine right here. And we're actually keeping ourselves away from the presence of God right here. And we're keeping ourselves away from the presence of divine support right here. So I want to be the first to acknowledge It's very human to think, well, support needs to show up in this particular form. I used to receive support from this particular person. And now, because of death or because of divorce or because of whatever, estrangement, I no longer have contact with that person and you feel cut off from it. Or sometimes you're training your brain to do without caffeine or without sugar or without some other substance. And your brain is like, wait, you used to give me that? Wait. And it has to learn a new way. And so, again, those are all examples of looking at the way things used to be rather than allowing yourself to receive the support of the divine that is present right here. So, one thing to remember to put this into practice, the divine is the source of optimal support always. The divine is the source of optimal support right here. And then what we do is we allow ourselves to go to that inner quiet from which all responsiveness surges forth. We allow ourselves to be present with what is. So to go back to the rototeller image, that means we will have the steadiness to create straight rows. 
assuming that straight rows in the garden are the best thing to create. I'm going to mention a variation on that in just a second. But it also means we'll be able to respond to whatever it is that happens. So let's say the neighbor cat comes racing up in front of the rotor tiller. You'll be able to pause appropriately, right? And so that's another thing that humans can sometimes do, get really annoyed it's something that intervenes between us and the way we think things should be. Because instead of looking back, we're casting our eyes forward and we're thinking, but I thought I was going to be over there by now. And the neighbor cat is right here. And if you're thinking about where you think you should be, you might run right over the neighbor cat. Please don't do that. <laughs> That's a very nice neighbor cat. <laughs> so, so we want to be present. We want to be responsive. We want to be open to the sources of divine support that are always right here. Remembering that the divine is the source of all support and when we go to that inner quiet, what happens then is we become aware of all the forms of support that are already present right here. But our awareness was blocked because our eyes were expecting them to look a particular way or speak a particular way or show up at a particular time or announce themselves in a particular manner. And so it actually blocked us from noticing what was already here. Another way of working with this is in our true nature, in our eternal reality, we live in a city of light. We always live in a city of light. We are never outside of the city of light. So we are always in the kingdom of heaven. And the illusion is that we have stepped outside of the kingdom of heaven. So that's the ultimate reality. But I also just want to acknowledge that a lot of human experience feels like instead of living in a, in a city of light, it feels like you're living in a city of rubble. <laughs> it feels like you're living in a city of ashes because you're like, but I used to be this, but I used to live in this nice place, but this nice person used to be here, but I used to be able to do this physically with my body or whatever it is. I used to be able to do this. And then we sort of were noticing the ashes and the rubble rather than the city of light. But we are always in the city of light. And so we're reminding ourselves no matter what the outer appearances are, we are in the city of light. And when we have that awareness, then we're poised and we're steady, we're able to be balanced, we're able to be clear, we're able to be respectful and responsive. And so that's, you know what is required. You know when to keep going with your straight row when you're creating the row with your rototiller. You know when to push pause and lift the neighbor cat out of the way. <laughs> you know when to take a break because your machine runs out of gas. And you also have an awareness of the conditions and an ability to respond creatively and joyfully and wisely to the conditions. So sometimes you have a rototiller to work with. Sometimes you have a trowel <laughs> to work with. And the divine is often giving you those wonderful experiences. Sometimes it's like a stick. You're like, really? Divine grace, I get to make a garden with a stick. Excellent. So when you find yourself in that condition, the divine is giving you an invitation to play and to discover how much creativity and ingenuity you can bring forth from this particular place using this particular tool that is right at hand. And so humanly, a lot of times we spend a lot of energy 
kind of basically having temper tantrums, saying to the divine, but I asked you for a rototiller. <laughs> and I just have this hoe. <laughs> like, I'm supposed to make a garden. And that's when you know you're a great creative gardener, is when you can make a garden with a hoe as opposed to the rototiller, right? And so it's actually when the conditions are really challenging that your soul is giving you incredible gifts. And those are the things that later, humanly, you may have awareness of. Like at the time, you may be more aware of the rubble and the ashes. Later, you may realize, those were the greatest years of my life because I had to let go of all pretense that I could go anywhere except to the divine for solutions and support and answers. And it's only if we can go always directly to the divine, directly to that inner quiet, that we are free. No matter what, we are free if we can go directly to the divine. And so we're asking that for ourselves and we're asking to remember patiently and wisely and joyfully, creatively, how to do this. This has been a production of Awake Yoga Meditation in Baltimore, Maryland. If this teaching has resonated with you, please consider making a financial contribution of any amount. Awake Yoga Meditation is a vibrant spiritual community oriented around yoga philosophy and awakening to our true divine nature. Our mission is to empower you in meditation, yoga philosophy, joyful service, and freedom in your life and world. We offer weekly meditations for adults and children, spiritual discussion, and meditation instruction. All are welcome. This podcast is produced by Racha, Nick Gold, and Dhruv. For more podcasts, articles, and upcoming events, or to schedule a private, personal, spiritual conference with Swami Nityananda, please visit awakeyogameditation.org. May absolute peace pervade the whole universe.